This program is brought to you by SoundsTrue.com. For those seeking genuine transformation, SoundsTrue.com is your trusted partner on the spiritual journey, offering diverse, in-depth, and life-changing wisdom. Many voices, one journey. SoundsTrue.com. You're listening to Insights at the Edge. Today I speak with Rachel Abrams and Lee Holden. Rachel is a medical doctor specializing in family medicine and the author of The Multi-Orgasmic Woman and The Multi-Orgasmic Couple. Lee is a licensed acupuncturist and an internationally known instructor in meditation, tai chi, and qigong. I spoke with Rachel and Lee about their work with Taoist master Mantak Chia. We discussed the wisdom of the Taoist sexual secrets of ancient China and how we can apply these practices to direct and enhance the flow of sexual energy in our bodies. So you two are teaching partners, but and you're also business partners, but yes. you're not actually sexual partners, but yet you teach about sex together. Mm-hmm. That is correct. I'm curious yes. if that gets a little strange. You know, like here you're spending all this time together, you're talking about sex, how you're not, right. but you're not actually having sex together. Right. <laughs> what do your partners think? I mean, you're both married. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, actually, it's what we teach, which is having integrity with your sexual energy. So the practice mm. that we teach is all about being able to handle your sexual energy within yourself. So it's going to come up as you're in the world. It's going to come up in the workplace. And this practice teaches you how to take that energy, move it in your body, and keep it contained so that you can have integrity in your relationships. Lee is my husband's best friend, uh-huh. and I'm very close to his wife. Mm. So I and you're, you're not all having group sex or anything. <laughs> <like that. laughs> no, yeah, right. With all the with all the children around. Yeah. Um, uh, no, and I am as invested in Lee's marriage being successful as I am in my marriage being successful because mm-hmm. I can see that's what's best for Lee. Uh-huh. So it, the, the intention and the heart connection has to take precedence over sexual energy, which is just energy. Mm-hmm. And that's the nice thing about this practice. It, doesn't, it allows you to use and transform your own energy as opposed to project it out there or feel like you need to pull energy in towards you to make you feel complete. It allows you to be in control of that energy as a feeling instead of the feeling of being out of control. And um, I think that has so many implications in all different aspects of, of your life and all different relationships. So I'm curious just in terms of what happens between the two of you and how yeah. you work with it since you're, you, you know yeah. these techniques so well. So you're yeah. working together and you find yourself in, in the process of teaching Taoist sexual secrets, mm-hmm. feeling some kind of arousal but yet you want to be in integrity with your marriage partners, et cetera. Yeah. How do you, how do you work it, with that? It, it's, it's been easy and effortless. It's, <laughs> it's been, not, we were just talking about that on the plane right here. It's just, it's just easy. We were such good friends, and we, it's able to, we're able to talk about anything and issues that are happening or challenges that are happening in work or relationships, and it's just, it's just very effortless. And that's why I think it works so well for us because there's a, a natural balance in, in the skill sets that we have. Mm-hmm. And especially at work where, you know, Rachel will, you know, set some very clear boundaries and then I'll be a little bit more fluid and flowing Mm -hmm. with certain things. And Mm -hmm. we're able to be structured and relaxed and flowing about things. So it really works extremely well. Yeah, I think maybe what my questions are pointing to is some idea 
that sexuality is such a nuclear force yeah. that people, you know, we can't really control it. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. If, if, let those two, those two beautiful people out there start to, how are they going to, you know, and oh. yet that is a lot of what you're talking about, that it's, it is a nuclear force, but it doesn't have to be one that controls yeah, us. Exactly. Yeah. I've oft, often described this practice as conscious, like conscious dreaming. So most of us just dream, we go to sleep, we dream, you know, it happens to us in a sense. Instead of conscious dreaming, where you actually manage to, within the dream, have some control over what happens. And I think this sexual practice is like that. So it's not like most of us, sexuality takes over our body and we surrender to it, as you really have to, to have uh, real pleasure. Mm. Um, But this practice allows you to both surrender and maintain some control over the flow of that energy, over the length of time of that energy, and over the extent of that energy. So it gives you skills, not just in the bedroom, but when I walk around in my life, you know, I own that energy. I'm best friends with it. I, you know, Lee and I joke about sex all the time, but we we joke about it and it's light Mm -hmm. and it's playful because... I am containing my own energy, he's containing his energy, and the integrity of our commitment to what we believe in and what our vision is, is such that it, it feels easy. So just to, to summarize for people, can you give them just an introduction to what Taoist sexual secrets are? I mean, we've sort of, you know, went off and running because I'm so curious how two such beautiful people like you aren't, you know, having sex wildly all the time <laughs> while you're teaching this. But, uh, you know, but I think you've, you've, re- you've answered my question. I believe you, actually. <laughs> but, uh, what, are, what are, the, are the practices, in a nutshell, if you can sort of summarize mm. them for people who aren't familiar? Yeah. So we teach a couple of practices, the inner smile, healing sounds that help people get into alignment emotionally. It's very important that if you're going to use sexual energy, which is so powerful in your body, that you're in alignment. You know, energy is just energy. But if you take powerful energy and you run it through someone who is angry, you're going to amplify anger. So we want people to be in alignment in their body and teach them the basic movement of energy through the microcosmic orbit. So that's up the back and down the front in a very basic energy channel. So so let's just take that slowly, up Mm -hmm. the back, down the front. Mm. Can you, you, yeah, exactly. How do I, I'm breathing in that way? So you would move the energy. Let's just say we're doing the sexual practice and you have to have preparation before doing this. I would never teach this to someone off the bat. Um, But with this, with that said, you take the sexual energy from the sexual organs in your body and you move it with the intention of your mind also by contracting the PC muscle or pubococcygeus muscle, the muscle we use for Kegel exercises. Most people are more familiar mm-hmm. with that. And we move that energy into the spine, up through the spine, let it rise to the head, circulate it in the head, let it nourish the brain and the glands and let it come back down the front of the body and sink into the abdomen, restore the energy. Mm -hmm. Now, all along the way, that energy, that pulsing, beautiful energy is spreading throughout the body. So this is why we talk about people not having just orgasm, but expanded orgasm, Mm -hmm. because we're moving that pulsating, lovely, orgasmic energy through your whole body. So when you're breathing it up the spine, are Mm -hmm. you imagining it, seeing it kind of in your mind as a light or as a fluid or something going up, actually up the center of the spine? Mm -hmm. 
I, you can do it in any of those ways, and we use a variety of techniques, both visual mm -hmm. and tactile, because people have different ways that appeal to them or that work for them. Yeah. So I sometimes visualize it as a fluid, like sipping it up a straw. Okay. I sometimes visualize it as uh, heat or steam rising up the spine. You mm -hmm. can see it as light climbing up the spine, whatever works, because the metaphor is just a metaphor. Yeah. The energy is the thing itself. And then when it gets to the top of the spine, I just want to be very specific here and really, mm -hmm. you know, learn this myself if I can a little bit mm -hmm. in the course of our dialogue and for our listeners. So when it gets up to the top of the spine, then what does it do in the head region before it flows back down? Mm -hmm. So it comes to the back of the head to the jade pillow, and then you bring it up to the inside the brain and actually circulate it in the brain because that energy is so beautiful for creativity and for clearing the mind and for stimulating consciousness and for spiritual connection that you move it in your mind and then you let it drop back down your body to store it so that you actually increase your vital energy or your chi. So the whole practice is transforming sexual energy, jing chi, to vital energy, chi. And ultimately, if it's done in connection with an open heart, into spiritual energy or shen. Uh -huh. now, now, you mentioned just one thing. You mentioned the inner smile as well as this circulation technique, the inner smile being something you do to prepare. What What is that? What is the inner smile? Well, we say that you need to prepare because sexual energy amplifies, it's multiplying, it's like yeah. just, it's a pure force. So it'll amplify whatever energy that we have in the body. So we use the inner smile or the healing sounds as a way to transform, let's say, old emotional energy or energy that's blocked in the body so that when we amplify the energy in our body, we're amplifying positive energy as opposed to amplifying negative energy. So we talk about chi in terms of quality and quantity. The sexual practice would be increasing the quantity of energy that you have, whereas things like the inner smile or the healing sounds or some breathing exercises would be improving the quality of your chi. So we want to be working with both of those, not just doing the sexual practice where we're just infusing the body with a lot more energy, but we also want to be refining it at the same time. Can you summarize for me what the inner smile is? Just introduce it to me. Yeah, smiling is a, f a way of creating positive energy because anytime we're smiling, it sends a message to the body to feel good. Yeah. So we're focusing that smiling energy into areas in the body where we store emotional energy. Like in the West, we know we, we refer to the heart as holding love, which is the same as in the East. But we also talk about all the emotional energies that get stored in the heart, but the rest of the internal organs as well. What energy gets stored in the liver or the kidneys? or the digestion. And we use this smile to smile into the temple of the body to transform the negative or blocked energy into positive energy. Kind of like you do uh, compost and use that for a garden. That's uh -huh. the, the metaphor is we compost old negative emotional energy and use that for fertile ground to grow our virtuous or positive emotions. Now, Rachel, I know you wrote a book, The Multi-Orgasmic Woman. Mm -hmm. And so this circulation technique has something to do with women having multiple orgasms. Is that, <laughs> is that correct? Is there a well, connection here? There is a connection. The first book was actually The Multi-Orgasmic Man. Okay. Um, and the, you wrote The Multi-Orgasmic Man. My husband wrote The Multi-Orgasmic okay, Man checking. with Montauk Chia. Okay. We wrote The Multi-Orgasmic Couple with Montauk Chia, and okay. I wrote The Multi-Orgasmic Woman okay. with him as well. So... The way that it relates to orgasm, and particularly with men, the Taoist practice allows men to separate between orgasm and ejaculation, which is a very new concept in Western science, though it's been in Taoist uh, practice for yeah, 5,000 years. Yeah, it's a little mind-bending. Yeah, it's a little mind-bending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there is a moment, 
And, you know, part of what we train men to do is to be very sensitive to their arousal and their sexual energy, you know, to have that intimate relationship with your sexual energy so that you can come to that point where orgasm takes place, but stop just before ejaculation. And we use a variety of Taoist techniques to help men do that. But it's absolutely possible. And it allows men to thereby be multi-orgasmic or to have an orgasmic pattern that looks more like a female pattern. Okay, so let's just pause there for a mm-hmm. moment. What are men doing so that they're not ejaculating, but that they're having an orgasm and then continuing to have a multiple orgasm? What are the, what are the techniques that they use at that point? It's similar to what Rachel was describing on channeling that energy. So that energy, that microcosmic orbit that moves through yeah. the body is a pathway. So you can move sexual energy through that pathway. So in Taoism, they describe the nine different levels of orgasm the nine different levels, which would be, one would be the genital orgasm, which most of us in the West are familiar with and just stop there. And then it goes up through the body, through the senses, through the brain, through the glands. And they even describe soul orgasms or spiritual orgasms. How does that energy transform? Because they say that energy is the same energy that connects us to the divine as it does to connect us to each other. So if we can refine or distill that energy, transform it, then that orgasmic energy expands through the rest of the body. So it's the same quality of sensation, but it just moves into different locations and lasts much longer. Okay, we were talking before, though, about this idea of surrender versus Mm. making something Mm -hmm. conscious. So what happens for a man? They're they're getting to this point where traditionally they would just have an ejaculation. What are they doing? What are they doing? So the techniques would be a breathing exercise, contracting certain muscles. For example, most men aren't familiar with the pelvic floor muscles, where maybe women are from Kegel exercises. So contracting, learning how to contract that muscle at the same time. So you're actually switching your nervous system by contracting muscles instead of being in a sympathetic response where your body's saying to ejaculate, you're contracting muscles to cut that switch and to go more into a relaxation mode where that energy then circulates or gets drawn back into the body. Uh-huh. And so that that energy moves into the body and then it's, it's like dancing back and forth as opposed to just moving downward. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure... Uh, women who are listening are wanting multi-orgasmic men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, or any partner who does the Taoist practice. You know, it doesn't matter. Female, female, male, 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 female. The practice itself makes you a much more dynamic person sexually. Uh-huh. You know, and back to that original question you asked us, the other reason Lee and I are happily married and friends with each other is that our marriages are so incredible. Yeah. And part of that, the reason that that is the case is that sexual energy and that romantic energy gets emphasized and enhanced on a regular basis. And that creates an incredibly powerful bond. Yeah. Okay, so we have the potential of a multi-orgasmic man. Let's just talk a little bit more about sure. that. Like how many orgasms? I mean, do you stop <laughs> counting? Or, you yeah, know? You, don't, you don't really count. And it's a different sensation than maybe what you're expecting or what you're used to because it's a prolonged feeling as opposed yeah. to what uh, Montauk Chia maybe describes as the big bang where you right. go and you have an orgasm ejaculation and then this complete crash and, yeah. you know, good night kind of thing it just it's like these valleys and peaks that the energy just builds continually builds through the body and what happens for men is that you'll feel that energy you feel a lot more vitalities we say the sexual energy gets transformed into chi or creative energy or whatever it is that you want to use it for 
during your day. It becomes life force, your life force energy. And the incredible thing that happens is that your connection to your partner stays really fresh or alive or connected because that energy is maintained as opposed to dissipated. How long is a, is a sexual lovemaking multi-orgasmic session? Yeah, it depends. You can have... <laughs> so whether you have twins or not. Yeah, you can have, definitely have... Uh, you know, Taoist quickies, which is, you know, you could just be experiencing the energy, but it can really go for hours and hours if you wanted it to. Yeah. Yeah. Without feeling like tired or, you know, it just supercharges everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty incredible, amazing practice. Hmm. Yeah. You know, and just to say, you know, in that the energy is so intense. And again, you have to be, to be able to receive and hold that energy, your heart has to be open, you know, and it really is as if it fuses you with the cosmos. It puts you in this altered state. I mean, we have scientific research done on Montauk Chia showing that his brain waves, in fact, are in the same state as deep meditation and that they stayed that way more so with the sexual practice than with any other practice. Uh-huh. How did he, they test that? <clears throat> it was doing EEG brain waves. But, on uh, but I mean, was he engaged but, in, se- he was doing the micro, I mean, what he was, was he doing? The, he was doing just pulling up and circulating sexual energy, just, he, just, just visualizing it moving in, in his body while they were testing it. Yeah. And the interesting thing about it was like he was in deep meditation and active at the same time. So yeah. it was different than just being in deep meditation, but all the brain waves went up. Whereas in meditators, certain brain waves went down and the ones for relaxation went up. So he, they were confused because he was in this high level energy state and deep relaxation at the same time. At the same yeah. time. Yeah. Which, was, which is interesting. Yeah. And I mean, for many people, that is the moment at which we feel closest to the divine, you know, where we really feel fused with the universe in that way. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful spiritual experience. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now the multi-orgasmic woman. Woman. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, and I often talk about this, how much to surrender, how much to control in this context, because um, orgasm for women, for many women, can be more of a struggle than it is for men. It takes a little more, you know, we talk about how women are like water in Taoism. They take a little longer to heat up, but once they heat up, they boil for a long time. Men are like fire. They heat up quickly, but they also burn out quickly. Yeah. Um, and it, it takes a little more uh, technique and intention and more emotional alignment. Women, uh, you know, we also talk about how the heart needs to be open for a woman to be open. And, um, you know, a woman's sexual organs, the entrance to them symbolically or from an acupressure uh, point of view is the heart. Uh-huh. So a woman's heart needs to be open. So there are a variety of things. Now, when you say that from an acupressure point of view is the heart, what, what do you mean specifically? What I mean is that the... Uh, body can be mapped out in Chinese medicine on the ear, on the foot. Many people are familiar with that, acupressure on the foot. The body is also mapped out on the genitals. Oh, I mean, there's a whole map. The map of my whole body it's reflexology. It's reflexology. The reflexology of, of, you know, like foot reflexology, your whole body is there. There's ear reflexology, but there's also sexual reflexology and how... You know, the body is mapped out on the on microsystems, on the smaller areas in the body, how it reflects everything else in the body. And so you're saying on the woman's vagina or what? The, and, yes, yeah. the, the vulva, the vagina, and the cervix and the uterus okay. are all uh, 
Chinese system, organ systems are actually represented there. So, I mean, there's a few reasons that's important. One is that any kind of um, sexual interaction where there's contact with those areas is therapeutic. It contributes to the flow of qi and the yeah. healing energy in those areas. Um, and also for a woman, uh, she needs a certain degree of arousal before she ever gets to orgasm. And so if there is stimulation of all of those points, she's more likely to be at that place. So when a woman actually has orgasm, she doesn't lose um, energy to the same degree a man does because he's actually losing um, seed, seminal seed or sexual yeah. essence. It's different for women. We're not losing our eggs every time yeah. we have an orgasm. Um, but still, there's a little bit of energy lost. And if instead of you know having a lovely orgasm, not there's anything wrong with that, um, you're using the breathing exercise and the exercise we described earlier, contracting the PC muscle, which, by the way, with orgasm is contracting anyway. Again, it's like this conscious dreaming idea. So the orgasm begins to happen, and you actually put your attention and your energy into that PC muscle as it's contracting and contract with it mm -hmm. and pull that energy into the body. And there are a couple of things about that. One is that you're transforming that energy as we described and spreading it throughout the body and nourishing the body. And the other thing is you can actually keep contracting and keep contracting. You can extend the experience of orgasm to the point that it's almost, it's not even multiple orgasm. It's kind of beyond orgasm. Mm -hmm. You know, you can actually get to a state where um, orgasm kind of rolls like a mountain range on and on and on. And you have to decide when you want to be finished with that particular experience. Mm -hmm. So I mean, if you were to graph this out, what, mm -hmm. what I think think you're saying is that most of the time when people think of sort of like having a quickie or just having sex mm -hmm. or yeah, mm -hmm. it's just like exactly yeah. and what you're describing <laughs> is something really really different right which yeah. looks more like this right rolling pleasure <clears throat> so that the focus isn't really even on orgasm uh -huh. the focus is on pleasure and sexual energy and connection and that there would be different health benefits from this rolling absolutely motion. I mean, as a physician there the 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 large pile of research that's available on the benefits of sexuality for the health are impressive. So there are fewer heart attacks in folks, are, and this is controlling for all other factors. Mm -hmm. Fewer heart attacks, less depression, it decreases chronic pain, there's the release of a variety of hormones that are balancing for the body, estrogen, testosterone, DHEA, which is kind of the anti-aging yeah. hormone. And this but, is just for regular... Just for yeah, yeah that's regular, regular sex. And so this is a cultivation. Sex. Really what we're doing is cultivating this energy. And for men, it's, it's a little bit different because everybody's heard of multiple orgasms for women, but this idea for men is quite different. Yeah. And how do we distill these two concepts of orgasm and ejaculation? How do they separate? Because the goal isn't not to ejaculate, but it's to help your body to transform and utilize this energy for a deeper purpose, for whatever you want to use it for, because... Sexual energy is just pure energy, so you could use it for creativity, a connection with your partner, or deepening your meditative practice. You know, I think sometimes when people first hear about Taoist sexual secrets for men, the <laughs> idea that they're not going to ejaculate, yeah. some idea that the Ooh. ejaculation is like a loss of some kind. Right, and that's not the goal to think that way. Yeah. It's to be able to regulate and to use sexual energy purposefully as opposed to just having it be one mode. So you'd have to find your own natural rhythm because the goal isn't to not ejaculate. It's Ever. to find a rhythm. It's to be able to choose when to and choose when to strengthen your body, choose when to make it a 
deeper lasting orgasmic feeling or just a surrendering into the orgasmic feeling it's so that there's more choice now traditionally in Taoist sexual secrets i can't imagine there was much discussion given to same-sex couples it probably just wasn't really addressed much um, i don't know i, I mean, think there somewhat was because you know a lot of these texts were written in the emperor's castles and then he would have you know, a thousand concubine or something like that. And what would these women do? What would they do all day? Without, you know, it took them <laughs> a while practicing. to get to, yeah. you know, so they, there was some, you know, talk of energy together in same-sex couples in terms of yin and yang. So they said that, you know, it had to be balanced in a different way because two women are too, is two yin and two men are too yang. So if you have fire and fire, say, for two men, there's needs to be ways to pull in some yin energy as well, which there usually are. There's usually one person has more yin, one person has more yang, and same with women. But, or they switch. Yeah. You know, both yeah. have balanced yin and There was some techniques on doing some things in Qigong as a way to cultivate the peace maybe that was not that was missing or something like that. But there was also that for same-sex couples. There's always energy that's not balanced that you need to work with within yourself or to get, you know, from a practice. Yeah. I mean, it seems like probably one of the biggest things couples have a problem with, at least a lot of couples, is some kind of imbalance or mismatch of some kind. Yeah, Even if it's just as simple as, you know, he wants to have sex tonight and I don't. Or, you know, I mean, I've heard... um, from from a lot of women that there's an imbalance in terms of how often their sexual right. partner their you know wants to have sex you know yeah. he wants to have sex three times a day or something like right. that and, and this is extremely helpful for yeah, that so because how, how, how does how how now do instead of that? having to project that and get that energy from your partner you can do a, a self cultivation where you're using that sexual energy within yourself so it doesn't feel like an urge like that you know, this uncontrollable urge or this itch that needs to be scratched by somebody else. You can really work with that energy within yourself so that it's balanced and maintained and actually contained within you so that you're not feeling, you know, for men, what happens if your partner doesn't want to have sex? There's an emotional reaction that happens where you start to, you know, maybe feel like, well, fine then. You yeah. Know, <laughs> you don't want to do that? Then I'm not going to do this. Yeah. Where that energy is much, now it's much more patient. It's not that you have to have it then. You can be patient because you know that this energy can be contained or cultivated Mm -hmm. within you. And then when it is shared, it's this deeper, fulfilling experience. So what you're saying is that self-cultivation will be satisfying enough to a man that they would be able to say, you know, I think I'll go do my self-cultivation exercises instead of... Uh, pawing all over you when you're not in the mood. <laughs> right. You really right. believe that? It actually works. I mean, it works very well. And it also, there. I mean, always there's a dialogue with your partner too, you know, and, and, you know, maybe it's that you do some self-cultivation together, but you're not having sex. Maybe you meditate or share energy together. There, maybe there is some exchange as opposed or, to having... Or you hold your partner while they self-cultivate. I mean, there's lots of levels at which Self-cultivate, people... I mean, it's, you know, it's not the same word as masturbation. It's obviously exactly. a different word, but We use but it on it's... purpose because yeah. we think the practice is actually good for you, that you're actually cultivating your energy. And when you call it something that has a derogatory yeah. interpretation, people feel bad about it and they're less likely to do it, or they do it with emotion of guilt, yeah. you know? Not so great. There's nothing wrong with pleasuring oneself. As a matter of fact, it's essential because it gives you the freedom of being sexual when you want to. And that's essential in relationship. 
And I also, you know, talk about for couples different ways to be with each other. So it's one thing to say, I don't feel like sex. I don't want to have sex and go, you know, go do your thing. Right. That's one level. But you can also have that person in there and say, oh, oh, you know, have respect for the person that 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 they're attracted to you. You know, what a gift. Yeah. Thank you for that. I'm not really interested. But, you know, why don't I hold you while you self-cultivator or while you pleasure yourself or why don't I help you know if I'm up for that um, there are different levels at which you can stay heart connected and you can stay supportive and have sexual energy be part of the relationship without actually having sex with each other mm-hmm. now the the program that sounds true has created with you Taoist sexual secrets mm-hmm. it seems like first of all these aren't really secrets anymore but why were they ever secrets well, one reason they were secrets is because they were empowering. You know, in, say, for example, a spiritual tradition. All spiritual traditions or religions have some ideas around sexuality, whether it's a sin and you just suppress it, or you are celibate, or, you know, to the Taoist, being celibate, if you don't use that energy, that energy is going to manifest in different ways. They say sexual energy, if you don't circulate it, move it, express it, it's like holding ping pong balls underwater. It's just going to shoot out in different directions. We call those chi deviations. Yeah. And we can see that sometimes in the problems with some of our religious teachings is that if you suppress it, it comes out in, in strange ways that aren't healthy. So to the Taoist, you know, you want to bring in all aspects of life into a spiritual practice. And sexuality was a big one. And so if somebody, to the Taoist, they say, well, if you want to be celibate, why not have relationships intimate relationships, but cultivate that energy instead of just squandering it in sexually harmful ways. Um, and um, Well, yeah. so many traditional religions put sex outside, as, outside. You know, as you're saying, celibacy or yeah. a monastic life. Right. And the Taoists didn't, they said, you know, but yet they still, it was secret. That's my... Oh, right. So, so why, it was secret you know? because it's empowering. And it doesn't, if, if you're empowered, you don't have to listen to the authorities. Right. So at the time, at however the time. many thousands of years ago, yeah. this would have been, you know, created uh, trouble in the social structure. Right. But right. now we're in a time where... It's more open. Yeah. We, we need these things yeah. not to be secrets. I mean, there's no reason. Exactly. And, and Montak Chi is a great, he brought yeah. out these secret teachings. They were secret for reasons that it empowered people to be their own sort of master or yeah. own, their own connection to the universe. Yeah. Uh, also empowered, let's say, in the martial arts tradition, people who knew these practices became much more powerful physically. They were yeah. able to channel this energy and become better at their martial arts practice. So they were empowering to people in whatever way they wanted to. And because of that power, they were kept secret because people weren't responsible for that power or they didn't, you know, they didn't want to empower people so that they wouldn't listen to their rules or dogmas and whatnot. So that was part of the reason. And a lot of times the greatest secrets are within us and we are always looking externally so that Part of the secret is instead of looking for all your answers externally as the happiness that you want to get, the secret is to reverse that and find the secrets, the most precious gifts are our own sexual energy and our own loving, compassionate energy and how Mm -hmm. they balance within us. So in a sense, the secret is the most obvious thing. A lot of times secrets are, they're the most obvious or present thing and that's within. 
So Montak Chia, who's someone that you both studied with and yeah. learned these techniques, he was really a, a pioneer and maybe in a sense even a maverick to mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. these secret teachings and yeah. and bring them out. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was, um, you know, a lot of times he was, people, you know, other teachers would be like, I can't believe you're writing these in a book and letting yeah. it, giving them away to Westerners. You know, they weren't even published in China. They were yeah. still withheld and, you know, you have to study with the teacher for a long time before he would impart this mm-hmm. knowledge. But it's a really different time, especially in the West, where information is so available mm-hmm. and so so present, which is... Did, know, did he say thing. why he felt he had to bring it That was his reason, is that yeah. he was just felt compelled to, that they were so powerful and that he really wanted to empower people. They worked so well for him, and he just didn't, couldn't understand why they weren't available to everybody. Well, of course, these teachings are landing at a time in our culture where there's so much incredible confusion around mm-hmm. sex mm-hmm. and dysfunction Absolutely. of all kinds yeah. and pharmaceutical industries and we could go on and on and on and mm-hmm. on and on mm-hmm. and what i'm curious about is for both of you what do you see as your vision of a healthy sexual america <laughs> i mean you have children yeah. you're, you're educators yeah. in the yeah. field what's all your right. what's your vision of sort of what it would look like if we were healthy what would be different yeah and pass okay. that over to me yeah <laughs> um <laughs> I would really want that each human being was empowered and educated about their own body and its possibilities in whatever tradition. I mean, it'd be lovely if they learned the Taoist tradition, but there are lots of wonderful traditions which take sexuality out of what's forbidden and, you know, considered threatening and into, wow, it's a fabulous gift and you own it. And again, you know, I'll say, you know, developing integrity around your sexual energy is so powerful. Because whatever your intention is in the world, you know, and, you know, mine is to heal our planet and heal people so that they, we can all, you know, create a planet that we'd rather live on, you know, yeah. a, a, a more peaceful place, a more prosperous place. Um, and if you are containing this powerful energy within you and it's in alignment with your vision, there's nothing we're not capable of. You know, the power of that intention invested with that energy is amazing. And also, I think, you know, we've talked about how often people learn through pain or they learn through poor choices or bad experiences. I think you can learn through pleasure. You know, I think your body is made for this. It's what your body was created for. And if people live in that manifest world, there's going to be a lot more joy and a lot more patience and a lot less caring about things that don't matter, like Mm -hmm. shopping, (laughs) accumulating material goods, taking advantage of people. Yeah. You know, I think for me, it's really basic that it's empowering for yourself and how we can integrate because, you know, on a bigger picture, if we don't know how to use our sexual energy we're not integrated within ourselves and to the Taoists, they say sexual energy is what the energy that keeps us connected so if we're not managing that and we don't feel connected to it within ourselves we don't feel connected to each other and we don't feel connected to our environment so we're always about taking what i need as opposed to finding it within and sharing those gifts and feeling a sense of oneness or connection with our environment with their, with each other so to really feel empowered within to create positive, loving, nurturing, passionate relationships, and then on a bigger scale to feel that energy, you know, as a connection to nature and the universe. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big vision of it. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's interesting. You've used this word integrity 
mm-hmm. Rachel, a couple times, and you talked about integrating the, yeah. the energy. And I think for a lot of people, their sexual life is very, it's very private mm-hmm. and it's very hidden. Yeah. It's hidden from them, let alone right. hidden yeah. from uh, a conversation they would have, mm. you know, and it's just sort of like, and, and, and I'm curious what you think about that. Do you see a time mm. when our sexuality would not be quite so uh, subterranean in our mm. lives? It would be more like talking about our physical health or... Well, I hope so. I mean, because I think when you hide things, you give them power, and then there's power you can't control. And, you know, if you look at where we are today as compared to 50 years ago, gosh, we've come a long way. You know, I mean, some of what's happening around sexuality in this culture I'm not so crazy about. You know, it's being Mm. exploited. But at least we're having this conversation, you know. This would never have happened 50 years ago. So I think we're moving in that direction. And I think the conversation will come more into the public arena with less... Uh, fear. Yeah. And it just seems there's such a dichotomy too, because there's so much, let's say pornography and Mm -hmm. sexuality that's present and available, but it's not infused with this integration kind of concept that we're talking about Mm -hmm. where it's empowering, it becomes disempowering and, and it's not connected to something that's higher consciousness. So if we can, you know, bring all this fascination that we have with it. It's weird. It's like all out there, but it's all subterranean, like yeah. you said. And how there's there needs to be some bridges mm-hmm. constructed where we can feel that it's integrated within our bodies and our and, and our emotional health and also some sense of connection to something that's uh, that's bigger or higher or yeah. spiritual. Mm-hmm. So I want to just take a couple of the potentially subterranean things that might be happening for a listener. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I can imagine uh, a woman who might be listening mm-hmm. to start off with who might say, you know, gosh, I've never even had an orgasm. Mm-hmm. And it's it's great that you guys are talking about the fabulous sex you have in your marriages mm. and the you know the <laughs> right. the valleys that go on forever i've never even hit a peak let alone right. peak right. to valley peak to valley <laughs> and so this conversation you know i'm i'm feeling uh you know not just sort of being left out and shut down mm. how, how do i where's my entry point into what mm. you're talking about right. right so the entry point is sexual energy and the truth is you can do this practice with great joy and never have an orgasm it's not necessary the practice uses sexual energy. Sexual energy happens to us all day long as we walk around. And most of the women that I work with are in that situation. Uh-huh. So I also do a lot of education in the books that I write, in the CD series yeah. we've created, in the program yeah. we created um, for Sounds True, on helping women get to know their bodies, number yeah. one, in a more intimate way than I'm sure you got in sex ed. Yeah. Um, because there are certain things that you have to know for things to go well. And then also addressing a lot of the blocks that women have that keep them from their sexual fire. So the place that this practice plays... Can, can you say what some of those might, might be? Sure. The blocks, yeah. So there are you know drugs, there are hormonal states, menopause, nursing uh, are yeah. classic ones. There are you know lots of medications that get in the way. Chronic illnesses are an issue. Yeah. Um, and I would say... Besides those kind of physiologic things, the more common things are, I'm too busy and I don't take care of myself. Yeah. So I am caring for kids and I'm working and I'm traveling and I don't get enough sleep and I drink a lot of coffee and I'm living a life in which I'm not getting fed from my Mm. environment. I'm not getting chi from the air and the earth and the beauty and nutrition and water and exercise around me. Yeah. 
And when that's the case, your chi will be depleted and your sexual energy. Yeah. So for a lot of women, the key is unlocking what it is in their lives. And it doesn't have to be huge. You know, it sounds yeah. like I'm talking about a massive transformation, and I'm really not. Yeah. You know, the, sh- the shifts can be subtle. Like, I decide that once a week I'm going to a belly dancing class. You know, could be anything. But yeah. something that means that I'm nurturing this aspect of myself that loves life. Because sexual energy is not just about sex. It's about passion for life in general. You know, it's what we feel when we drive up to the Rocky Mountains like you have here and go, oh, my God, how beautiful, Mm. right? Some of that is that appreciation of beauty, Mm. that being saturated with sensual pleasure. That is sexual energy. Mm-hmm. And that's available to everybody. So it's about accessing that on a regular basis. And yeah, I think the orgasm can follow, um, but it really follows the sexual energy. That's the key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and Lee, what about mm-hmm. for men who, I, I mean, I don't know, all kinds of erectile dysfunctions? You Absolutely, know. yeah. You know, that's low energy or even extreme energy where they just feel controlled by their energy or their yeah. sexuality or their desires for... Yeah. So this, I think, one, it's about taking control and empowering yourself. And then for low energy and fatigue and for men who are getting older and they're like, where'd my sexual energy go? I mean, stress and working too hard and being too busy is a big depletion of that sexual energy. So these practices, even the simple ones like breathing exercises and taking time to release tensions and blockages that manifest in your body from stress, all of a sudden your energy comes back. Mm -hmm. So there's some simple things to do just for, you know, the simple visualizations, the breathing exercises, some of the chi massage techniques that release the stagnant areas in your body or the tightness and get that chi to flow again. And all of a sudden your body's back. Your body wants to be healthy and balanced. And if you give it a little encouragement in the right way, all of a sudden things start working really, really well. So, you know, our, our program is called Insights at the Edge. And the idea is to talk to people about what their current edge might be, both in their mm-hmm. work and in their mm-hmm. personal life. And uh, I have to say, having this conversation with you brings up my edge uh-huh. just around my yeah. own uh, uh, yet-to-be-discovered vistas of sexual pleasure and mm. potential. But I'm curious for you, you've been teaching and exploring sexuality for so long, both mm. of you. Do you still have an edge in terms of your own sexual fulfillment? Like you could mm. imagine going even further. Mm. Is it like that? Or have you reached, yeah. have you, reached <laughs> you know, f- total right. fulfillment, right. period? Well, I think this practice, I mean, you know, I describe it like a journey. You just never get there because I it's know. just always, you know, like, oh, there's the next peak and then there you know some oh i would like to go back and visit that place again and 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 sometimes you know where you are in your life you know there's always more to explore there's always more to deepen and uh, that's the beauty of this practice it's just so expansive that i feel like sometimes i feel like i'm just getting started i'm like ah i finally figured out that piece of this practice and how it relates to this other aspect you know, for me now, I'm really seeing the integration of the practice as opposed to just the sex piece of it, mm-hmm. and how In- integration it, with the integration where the energy, the sexual energy, is so integrated into everything, whether it's, you know, work or creativity or inspiration or spirituality. I mean, for me, the big one is the that spiritual connection. How do we transform that energy into Shen or spirit and that illumination that that that's so present. 
um, how do you use this as a meditative practice, you know, because if that's present, that ecstatic sexual energy is present in meditation, it just becomes so much more enjoyable. And, and for me, it makes it, I, I would just want to meditate. You know, it's not like something you have to yeah. do. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, it's just, there's so many doorways that I feel like I still haven't explored because it's just very expansive. Is there a moment for you where you would say sexual energy and what it feels like as sexual energy has become what you would call spiritual energy? I mean, is there like where it absolutely you know, what it just, what is that tra- what is the transition? I mean, um, what's the sensation not, or what's yeah, the, what's it feel like? And it's not, uh, and, and you're saying, oh, now it's spiritual energy. It's not sexual energy. Exactly. Is it, is it because you're feeling it in a different part of your uh-huh. expanded being? Or you, what? It's this different place in your body, maybe, and maybe it's okay. in your head, and maybe that's this kind of lightness, and also, or where in for me, it feels like your body dissolves mm-hmm. and expands, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden you feel this connection to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, nature, for example, or yeah. you just feel that vibrance all around you. You feel a oneness with people. You know, yeah. you see their, yeah. you see, you, you see their from their perspective, or you you don't feel disconnected. That's, right. I guess that's how the, I describe it. The boundaries dissolve. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, and we see, and people, you know, describe this in deep meditation. I've seen it there too, but when it happens for me using the sexual energy, it's just, it's more, it's bigger and brighter and it's more like the sun. Um, Uh And I I do, I feel in alignment with everything, you know, the entire universe we live in, and this intense sense of belonging and and peace uh, also. So when you feel this energy in your body and you call it sexual energy, it's more... Uh, limited to your erogenous zones mm. and it's kind of in your body. I mean, I'm just trying well, to understand like yeah. when you well, when no. you decide to call it spiritual energy and not sexual energy. Right. I mean, I know we're describing kind of one energy. But the, yet, like, yeah. Sexual energy maybe would be the most dense energy because it's the most physical and then as it distills, for example, or like steam rising off a lake, that kind of feeling where it just starts to expand into chi where a chi is a little bit more elusive, it just starts to expand and move through your body, then it becomes less erotic about sexual pleasure, but more about, you know, a bigger pleasure, which uh-huh. is feeling connected in a different way. I would say like, you know, the first, you know, as it gets dense, it's about pleasing yourself. And then as it starts to expand, it's about pleasing and creating pleasurable experience with your partner. Yeah. And then it starts to expand about feeling connected in that relationship with, nature and the divine so it, it kind of and then that can also come back down into mm-hmm. feeling more mm-hmm. about your pleasure your partner's pleasure and it can just be in this cycle uh-huh. if you're in a in that uh yeah connected space or if you're just if cultivating some sexual energy and you just sit down and do your meditation it's infused it has more power behind it yeah that's what it feels like for me it just everything is a little bit more powerful because of the practice yeah yeah and, and Rachel, your your edge? My edge. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like there's a lot of room for expansion in terms of sexual exploration. I'm excited about that. We were actually talking about a couple of practices that I don't know uh-huh. um, that I really want to learn um, and do more of. And I wouldn't necessarily call that my my edge. For me, my edge right now is more about bringing some of the wisdom of what we do out into the world and what does that mm-hmm. look like and being able to hold on to uh, a sense of um, rightness and integrity while doing it no matter what comes back at you uh-huh. you know mm-hmm. and 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 really being willing to 
uh, be an instrument uh, in the world for the transformation that needs to happen. That's more my edge right now. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting talking to you two because it, it seems so obvious and um, in a way maybe in 50 or 100 years we'll look back at this and it will um, be a different world. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it seems so obvious that people would know these kinds of techniques and mm. practices and have the kind of fulfillment that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it doesn't, I mean, yeah. it, it's, that's why it's, it's secret because it's so obvious. Sometimes. <laughs> that must you know? be it. You know, it's it like, is. it's right there. It's, and it's, everybody has sexual energy and that it's because it's, you know, hidden. It, then it becomes, you know, the, those secrets get lost because right. we don't know ourselves and it's about knowing the energy that we have already. I mean, everybody has that capacity but, you know, are we tapping into our potential or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Well, thank yeah. you both. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, wonderful. This program has been brought to you by SoundsTrue.com. For those seeking genuine transformation, SoundsTrue.com is your trusted partner on the spiritual journey, offering diverse, in-depth, and life-changing wisdom. Please visit us at SoundsTrue.com and experience our award-winning audio programs for yourself. Programs that embrace the world's major spiritual traditions, as well as the arts and humanities, embodied by the leading authors, teachers, and visionary artists of our time. With every title, we strive to preserve the essential living wisdom of the author, artist, or spiritual teacher. Not only will you receive information, but you will receive the essential quality of a wisdom transmission between a teacher and a student. Many voices, one journey. SoundsTrue.com